Hello, I'm Dave Danu, aka Dispraxic Shaver, and welcome to the Retro Wet Shaving Podcast, where I talk to friends and fellow enthusiasts about their wet shaving experiences. A huge thanks to Douglas from Phoenix Artisan Accoutrements, who joined me in episode five. It was great hearing about how the business us wet shavers all love, um, and how, how we started from humble beginnings, and hearing talk so passionately about wet shaving. Welcome to episode six. My guest is a man of many talents. Not only is he a YouTuber, he's also a cartoonist, one of the most enthusiastic wet shavers out there, and always has a smile on his face. 30, 30 degrees, a light touch, let the razor do all the work, gentlemen, a phrase he's well known for saying, ladies and gentlemen, Mark Charady. Wow, thank you. <laughs> That's a wonderful introduction. Thank you very, very much. <laughs> uh, <laughs> wonderful to be here, David. Thank you so much for inviting me. Uh, it's an absolute honor. So um, I hope you are. And how are things in Ohio? Uh, we're warming up finally. We had a freeze warning last night, <laughs> but that's just that's just part of the course for uh, weather over here this time of year. But yeah, things are great. Things are warming up, and we're excited about the spring. And uh, yeah, and summer coming around the corner. So yeah, things are good. That's good. I think I heard. Well, it wasn't that long ago. You were um, knee deep and knee deep, and I think it was seven inches of snow. That was that. Uh, that was the uh, historically um, occurring every year, <laughs> so to speak, last snowfall of the season. I was just talking to my neighbor, who was about uh, this is about the middle of like I would say probably about April tenth or so. It was probably probably about eighty five degrees, and everybody was so excited for the warm weather. And I told him, I said, look right around my brother's birthday, which is April 18th, we always seem to get one more snow. And uh, he said, oh, I hope you're wrong. I said, well, I'm not going to be wrong. <laughs> and sure enough, we had seven inches of snow, you know, the wet, heavy stuff. It was gone in about a day, but we always seem to get that one last snowfall, just that one more parting shot to say, don't worry, I'm going to be here next year. So just, just a <laughs> reminder, you know, enjoy your summer, that sort of thing. Yeah, we had a little bit in February, but um, I think it was only for a few days and it went, um, I've been, I'm not a massive fan of the snow. <laughs> <laughs> so um, for those who might not be familiar with yourself and the channel, in a nutshell, who is Mark Charady? Um Mark Charady is a guy who came back to the traditional wet shave in about 2016 uh, because I had found my late father's Gillette Super Speed Razor. Uh, I had bought my parents home after they had both passed on uh, from the estate. And in moving in, uh, not only did I buy the home, but I bought all the furnishings inside. So there's a lot of stuff that I have to sort through and uh, maybe set aside, maybe throw out, that sort of thing. And uh, one of the first projects was tackling the main bathroom in the home. And um, I just happened to be going through things, sorting it out. And I came across my father's uh, shaving gear. I couldn't believe it. Um, I remember him shaving with this razor when I was a little boy. And uh, it was at that time where uh, I was using a, an electric razor. And uh, I had been using an electric razor for years. And uh, I, I guess that if I go back in time to when I was a teenager, my father had, to had told me constantly, you get the best shave with a safety razor, Mark. You get the best shave with a safety razor. And I remember 
going to uh, uh, the local pharmacy store, a large chain pharmacy store at the time, and finding a safety razor on the rack and buying it and then getting a can of uh, shaving cream, thinking this is going to be what, <laughs> this is going to give me a shave and, you know, buying some safety razor blades and coming home and hacking my face up because I didn't know how to do it. And um, uh, somewhere along the line, uh, a friend said, oh, just use an electric razor. And I just kind of fell into that kind of uh, routine. And I really didn't necessarily enjoy it, but it was just uh, a way to give myself a shave. And once you get, I have found that once you got on the treadmill of electric razors, you are then, uh, you go through this process of you buy a new electric razor. It runs fine. It runs well for the first a month or so, three months, then maybe six months, eight months down the road, the blades are dull. You're not getting that great of a shave. Now you have to buy some replacement blades. Now you're looking as if is the motor getting, is the motor a little worn? Is it not as powerful as it once was? So at some point during the life of this electric razor, you're faced with the, with the, with the challenge of what do I do? Do I buy some more replacement blades or do I buy a whole new electric razor? Well, you know, usually comes down to, I'm gonna buy a whole new electric razor because that's nice and bright and shiny. It's a great, you know, that sort of thing. And now you have a box filled with old electric razors. So when I found my father's safety razor, I think it was his way of saying, look, use the safety razor already. Do not buy another electric razor. And I thought, you know what? I'm gonna, I'm gonna definitely try the uh, safety razor in the traditional wet shave. But rather than use his, I went out and I, I went up to Amazon and I bought uh, the Vikings Blade Chieftain because it had uh, several features that appealed to me. One of which was uh, the end tabs of the blade were enclosed, whereas with the Gillette it wasn't. And I just didn't want to make that fatal mistake of getting a cut from the end tabs. Um, or having an unfortunate experience with my father's safety razor and, and, and then having it affirm in my head that no, I, you know, it's just not the thing to do. I wanted to just use my own razor and go about it that way. And because of the power of the internet and channels like yours, podcasts like yours, YouTube videos, blogs, you can find all this great information on how to do the shave properly. And uh, once I found that and started out with starting started out with a uh, a shave soap and a brush, uh, I was hooked. I thought, wow, this is the way to do the shave. So that's kind of how it all started for me. Brilliant. Yeah, I think I can relate to that story a little bit. Um, I never really went down the electric razor route. I just went through like the um, Using those um, horrible cartridge razors, and I just I just remember that that where shaving was just a chore, and I didn't shave much, and I looked scruffy all the time. So um, for the past year, trying it, oh, it's a game changer, and you know, like like you all know yourself, you, you really just uh, appreciate it, and this new way of shaving, you think, ah, oh, why did I not know about this like years and years ago? Right, right, and you know, there was another instance uh, along that whole process of finding something to shave with. Uh, there were cartridge razors, the 
the disposable single blade uh, cartridge razors that were very, very plentiful. And then the uh, two bladed cartridge heads and three bladed cartridge heads. And I did purchase those, but I was rather fearful of them because uh, sister-in-law, my sister-in-law, Marilyn, who was a nurse at the time said, you know what, you do not want to use car. She knew this, I, I don't know how she knew this, but she knew this way back then. She said, no, do not use a cartridge razor because you will get ingrown hairs from those. And I think that put me off of cartridge razors altogether. And, and I may have tried them here and there, and I think I did but not to the point where I was using them successively every day. Uh, and and um, uh, I think that the, um, uh, the electric razor just was more convenient. I could do it very quickly, that sort of thing. So there really wasn't, as you say, it was more of a chore. It's something I had to do. And it wasn't something that was, uh, it gave me a great deal of pleasure and gave me a, a great deal of satisfaction. So that's really what the wet shave has done for me. It's really just been, uh, it's been a thrill. It's just the greatest way to shave. It really is. I mean, it's absolutely wonderful. And, and um, yeah, so I just, I mean, <laughs> I've just really enjoyed doing it. I mean, um, yeah, and it's obviously the, uh, a great community, which I'll probably come on later about. But um, what made you decide, do you know what? I want to start documenting my shaves on YouTube. Interesting how the YouTube channel started because I have um, uh, Google Gmail and um, you start discovering all these other um, all these other applications that Google has tied to the to the Google account. YouTube being one of them. And one day I I, I looked and saw that there was uh, a way to post videos on YouTube, and I thought, well, hey, I should start doing that. And I think this was before the actual uh, emphasis on wet shaving. So what happened was um, being a cartoonist and seeing the decline of newspapers, I had started off with uh, King Feature Syndicate, uh, probably about 1990, I think it was. And I was with them for about uh, nine or 10 years, something like that. And then I moved to a, um, a smaller syndicate called DBR Media. And then 2008 happened, and of course, everything collapsed, and DBR went out of business. So now I was faced with being a cartoonist without any newspapers to showcase my work. So um, I kind of scrambled and started doing my um, cartooning online on a blog that I still have. And then from there, it slowly developed. It was, a tr it was trying to find a way... To, get an, to gain an audience for my cartoon work. And um, so I thought maybe YouTube would be a way to help showcase that. So I started making some videos on how to cartoon, how to draw, that sort of thing. And uh, after you post a video, you see that maybe you get 20 views. <laughs> and then somebody who has a, a video of... Uh, uh, you know, a little kid running around doing something cute has a million views and you start to scratch your head. Well, you know, what am I doing wrong here? And um, the interesting thing that happened was my nephew, Mike, who is in IT, he happened to give me as a gift an Amazon Fire Stick. And at that time, I had a television set that was about 25 years old. So how do you plug an Amazon Fire Stick 
into a television set that's 25 years old. So, you know, Google is your friend. So I went up and I Googled how to, um, uh, how to find an adapter, get an adapter for a fire stick that will allow me to plug it into an older cathode ray, cathode ray tube uh, television set. And I found this thing and it worked and I couldn't believe it. I had the Amazon fire stick on this old 25 year old television set. And I was so amazed by that. I thought I'll make a video of that because I know there are other people out there who have these old television sets and they don't want to run out. They bought a $20 fire stick and they don't want to run out and buy a $400 television set to get it to work. They would rather buy a $15 adapter. So I made this video uh, probably 2015, I think it was. I have, I'd have to look again. And uh, all of a sudden, within about a month, I had thousands and thousands of views. I can't, I don't remember what the number is, but it's just a five minute video of me taking my tablet and pointing it towards this adapter and old television set saying, here's how I got a fire stick to work on an old television set. And people were watching that video. And I was just amazed by that. And I think now I have over 400,000 views on that one little video. Oh, wow. uh, since about, yeah, since about 2015. So th I think that demonstrated the, the possibilities of YouTube. So when I... Um, when I discovered my father's safety razor and I um, thought that, you know, I'm going to start doing the traditional wet shave and I started to do it and I started to like it. It was another one of those situations where I got to tell people about this. I, I'd like to tell people about this, but my videos did not start with me on camera. They just started with me, uh, my camera pointed down on a table and my hands and, and me showing a razor or a brush or talking about the process. Part of it was because I didn't know exactly how to go about doing these videos. And the other part was eh, a little bit shy. Didn't want to have my face on camera just yet. I wanted to kind of uh, just wade into the water and see what direction it would go in and see what kind of response I would get. And then it slowly developed into yeah, I really like this process and I want to tell people about it and people are responding to what I have there. So yeah, let's start, let's start doing this a little more. Let's start, let's start doing this. And at the time, YouTube had an online editing program. I don't know if you've ever, if you've ever, if you recall ever seeing that. Um, Ernest, I don't. Um, I've done a bit of YouTube editing in like a previous job, but no, I don't remember that, if I'm honest. Well, they had a, they had a program uh, that was built into YouTube. It was an online editor, and you could upload your video, and you could then actually edit it online. And that's how I, uh, that's how I edited a lot of my early videos, just through YouTube, because I could do it anywhere I wanted to. Once the video was uploaded, I could, I could edit anywhere I want to, because everything is in the cloud, so to speak. So um, once I did that, and the, the video started getting a little bit longer and longer and a little more content, a little more explanation of razors and, and, and brushes and the, the whole process. Then one day YouTube announced, we're not going to support this online editor anymore. And I thought, oh my gosh, what am I going to do? 
So that kind of forced me out of my zone, my, my comfort zone, where I had to find an on, you know, something, uh, another editing program. So um, I found one and uh, in learning how to use it, then that opened up even more possibilities for the channel and how to present the content. And I found that just from the standpoint of liking to create something, uh, sitting down with a piece of paper and a pen and drawing my, my cartoons and using different pens and pencils and different kinds of paper and uh, uh, that sort of thing. Uh, editing was giving me the same sort of satisfaction. Oh, look at this. I can, I can, I can drop an image and I can drop an image over here. I can have it uh, go from left to right across the screen. I can um, do this with sound. I can do this with lighting. I can do, you know, all those kinds of things came into, uh, uh, came into the process, which is really, really enjoyable. As a matter of fact, it's, it's interesting because I'm talking about this very thing in the next Monday morning mailbag. Uh, talking about you know how I put some of the videos together and working with images and that sort of thing. And it this is what makes it so much fun. I get to set up my camera uh, in my shaving den and record myself having a shave and really enjoying it and talking about a, a soap or razor or brush, whatever it is, encouraging others, you got to try this because there is so much great stuff out there. 100%. And then, yeah, and then after I get that, that recorded, then I can uh, load it into my computer and then, uh, you know, really start to uh, um, put it together and add the music and, and uh, you know, add the fades and the dissolves and all that kind of stuff, which is, a for me, it's been a lot of fun. And um, I think it was my, uh, I think my brother Tom mentioned mentioned to me, you know, he said, you know, you should, you should do something with um, Monday morning mailbag, you know, wrap up using a famous quote, that would be good wrap up. And I thought, yeah, that's great. So I would you know, kind of comb through the internet and find famous quotes. I have some books with famous quotations from famous people, notable people. And I would use those quotes there at the end. And then after a while, I was running out of quotes. <laughs> and then I don't know how it happened. Neither my brother or a nephew or someone said, well, you're a cartoonist. Why don't you just throw your comic strip in there? I thought, duh. <laughs> yeah. So that's how Last Laugh came about with the Monday Morning Mailbag. I'll leave you with this laugh. And I thought, wow, I, I you know, it's kind of gone full circle and trying how to, uh, uh, you know, showcase my, my comic strip in some way through wet shaving, I'm able to do that at least once a week. Uh, and uh, that's, that has been very, very satisfying. Very, a lot of fun. I've got to say, I do love your editing, uh, your, sorry, your video editing skills, um, or uh, watching your, your shaves, um, it, like the intro, that classical music and with the, um, the cartoon strip that goes, um, yeah, I, I love all that. Uh, I think it's, I think it's great, and I can tell you, you, you do have like so much fun with it as well. Yeah, no, I really, I really do enjoy it. It's it, it, there is a two part process to it. I get this, I get this to set up all my shaving stuff, and uh, you know, I it's like being a kid in a candy store. I'm I'm looking forward to that next shave and and starting that camera, and. Uh, you know, just starting it and 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 then actually having the shave and going through the whole process and 
talking about it. And then you know, after I get that video, you know, loading it into my computer and, and kind of laying it out there and looking at it. And it's, it's really been, it's been very, very, very satisfying. I really, really enjoy both parts of the process. It's just been very, again, you know, I just, for lack of a better word, it's been very, very satisfying. I can imagine. And um, yeah, um, I just love it. It's funny how you mentioned, um, not just like your, for people that don't know, you've got your, your standard um, videos where you're actually uh, in your bathroom, you know, wet shaving. But I really, really like the the, um, the Monday morning mailbag um, show you do as well, uh, which showcases all your latest purchases. And also, which are like the latest blends of coffee you've been drinking. Um, I know this is obviously <laughs> a wet shaving podcast, but can you recommend yes. this as a, a, a good blend? A good well, you know what I'm. I, I have. Uh, I'm drinking the Starbucks this morning because, uh, and this is the really amazing thing about the channel. Uh, the viewers. I always say that uh, my channel has the best viewers on all of YouTube. It absolutely does. I have been uh, the. I have. I have been the beneficiary of some really, really wonderful gifts from from viewers. And this uh, particular mug here, my Ohio mug which is a Starbucks mug came from a viewer named Elizabeth Sanders Jones. And I used it two weeks in a row for Monday morning mailbag. I'm using it in the next Monday morning mailbag. That's awesome. And uh, because it's a Starbucks brand uh, coffee mug, um, I'm using the Starbucks breakfast blend this morning, which is very, very good. I have not had their coffee in a long, long time, but I'm kind of a basic uh, coffee lover. Um, you know, I like the uh, the Dunkin' Donuts. I like the Starbucks. I like the Maxwell House, and I really don't. Um, I mean, I like some of the other. Um, I guess you could say exotic exotic brands, and I have them uh, all over. Um, I have them in the cupboards over here, and I probably should have lined them up if I would <laughs> if I knew this question was coming. <laughs> but yeah, there have been some great ones. As a matter of fact, a viewer sent me one too. The uh, from Circleville, the the Circleville. Um, coffee shop uh a young guy sent me some coffee i mean i mean you know it's it's amazing i i i am just absolutely uh so flattered and honored that viewers think that much to send me a coffee mug or a t-shirt or a coffee uh i've had viewers send me razors i mean that is jim from northfield sent me a vintage gillette fat boy razor adjustable razor i could wow. not believe, yeah i could not believe that and uh that was um that was amazing that was absolutely amazing i was so very flattered by that i mean and, the um, uh, the community um i've said in so many of these episodes uh the wet shaving community is so generous i mean to receive like a, a classic razor like a gillette fat boy just uh, i think it sums up the community really just uh, the generosity that's it, it's that's Yes, that's it exactly. I'm sorry not to interrupt you, but yes, I agree. The the, the community has just been uh, amazingly generous, not only with their time, but with a lot of their shaving gear. I have another viewer, uh, and uh, I won't reveal his name right now uh, because I'm going to put together the review as soon as I get it. He's sending me a, um, a game changer uh, razor head that uh, he said, Mark, you know, I use this. It's a little, it's, you know, I, it's okay, but I want you to have it and review it. And I'm like, wow, 
you know, a game changer because some viewers have been saying to me, you need to get the Razor Rock Game Changer Razor. Like, yeah, okay, I will. I'll, I'm looking at it. I'm thinking, okay, when, when can I get this? When can I work it in? And, and that sort of thing. And out of the blue, here comes a viewer. Oh, Greg. His name is Greg. Uh, out of the blue, here comes Greg with an offer. Out of the blue. Hey, Mark, I want you to have this. Um, absolutely uh, amazing. Absolutely amazing. And uh, they've been very, very uh, generous, not only with their... Um, with you know their wealth of shaving gear, but also with their wealth of ideas and information too, which is kind of the way the Monday morning mailbag was set up. Um, early on, I had uh, again my nephew Mike uh, recommended that that if you have a blog, if you have a channel, if you have any of this stuff, um, really you want to engage the, uh, the the viewers or the readers, and um, it's instantaneous because of the internet. So I found myself after posting a video, looking through the comments and uh, just typing a, a reply. And through that, you develop a, a relationship with the viewer. And then after a while, I realized I was missing some comments or I was typing an answer that was probably informative, probably a little lengthy. Uh, and I thought, she was, I could probably do a better job if I talked about it. And I thought, you know what? How about if I collect some of these comments and some of the questions that have been emailed to me and I do a once a week broadcast on some of those, on some of those uh, questions. And what am I gonna talk, what am I gonna call it? Well, let's do it Monday morning. I'll call it the Monday morning mailbag. And then I was just going through my art and I had this drawing of my character, George, by a mailbox sitting in a pile of letters. And I thought, well, I'll use that as a logo. And then, it just, and then I need music. How am I gonna, where am I gonna find the music? And then I happen to go to the YouTube uh, audio library and I found that little bit of uh, music there. And uh, I thought, wow, uh, you know, hey, it, you can use it for free, go right ahead. And I thought, wow, isn't that great? And it all kind of came together. And as I say, it's developed over time and it's just been, it's been the most fun to do. As a matter of fact, I'm trying to find the email. I don't know where it is, but the, and I want to use it in a, in, a, in an upcoming Monday morning mailbag. Uh, a couple of viewers actually took the theme song and they did a rendition with vocals and piano. And I'm like, oh, I got to use that. I have to use that. And I thought maybe there would be a conflict with the original uh, artist or composer who composed it, and how do I get a hold of them to let them know? But now I'm thinking, well, maybe if I just put it out there, they'll hear it, and <laughs> if they complain, then they'll then they'll let me know. But um, you know, it's been that kind of thing. And uh, whoever they are, if they're listening to this, email <laughs> me again because I want that. I'm trying to find that piece of audio, and I don't know where it is in my email. It was really wonderful. That sounds amazing. Yeah, and um. Yeah, if you are listening, please get in contact with Mark. <laughs> so, um, yeah, going back to the, um, uh, the the Monday morning mailbag um, show that you do, um, I noticed that um, usually a, view, uh, a viewer will ask um, or, or will give like their shaving tip of the day. So what, what would be your shaving tip of the day? Uh, my shaving tip of the day. Uh, well, my shaving tip of the day would probably be make sure you do the proper prep. Make that's kind of, I know that's not really a tip, but it's kind of a common sense thing. Make sure you just do the proper prep. 
Make sure that you're, you're using a good shaving soap. Um, don't skimp on shaving soap. I know when I first started, uh, I was grabbing shaving soaps off the shelf of a big box store. And there's nothing wrong with those. But there are so many great artisan soaps, soaps out there that really make a difference in, in your shave. And um, whether you're using a pre-shave oil or a pre-shave soap or a pre-shave cream, uh, you know, do that proper prep. Take that time to uh, lay down that protection and glide for your skin uh, and just do it properly and enjoy the process. That's kind of, uh, it's, it's kind of where, kind of, and I know it's kind of like a general, that's kind of a general um, generalization there because um, I just got done editing the Monday morning mailbag for Monday morning and I'm up, as a matter of fact, I'm uploading it right now <laughs> and kind of putting it in place. And I know there were a couple of great shaving tips there. And um, I just don't want to use one of those. Uh, <laughs> I get caught <laughs> short and use one of those and, uh, you know, spoiler alert, that sort of thing. But there have been a lot of, uh, um, but I would say, yeah, I would say the, Generally speaking, make sure you just do the proper prep. That's that's what I tell anybody who asks me about the wet shave, and they're they're getting a little bit of irritation. They're getting a little bit of uh, you know they're getting a nick or a cut. Um, I tell them to do the proper prep, and I also tell them, and maybe you found this to be true, David. Let me let me ask you this as well. Have you now? How long have you been doing the wet shave? Oh, uh, no, uh, not even a year. I'd say about around last summer. Okay. Uh, then that's, that's a good time period to kind of gauge the answer for this question. Uh, did you find that your skin needed to adapt a little bit over a period of time to the wet shave? Yes, I, I would definitely agree with that. Um, and the reason why, um, and I think this is a mistake loads of people, including myself, got wrong. Um, because I've been using cartridge razors for donkey's years, um, you know, the way you would, you know, just put it on your, your face, you do it, do it differently. To, yes. yes. If that makes sense, like the, the gliding process, I don't know how to explain yes. it. Um, and I think the way you use it, the, uh, no, the, the double-edged razor is completely different to the cartridge razor. So I think for, uh, that takes time for your skin to adapt as well, I'd say. So yes. I, I would say yeah. definitely. Definitely. Yeah, exactly. I found in my case, coming from an electric razor where it's a dry shave, uh, my skin had to adapt to the wet shave. It had to, over a period of maybe a month, a little more than that, uh, it was absorbing and bringing in all these great uh, nutrients and moisturizers from uh, the shaving soaps that I, that, I, that I was using. That I think that you know, my, my face had to adapt. My face had to become accustomed to the traditional wet shave. So that's, that's the other tip, if you will, that I give um, beginner wet shavers. You have to give it some time. Obviously, light touch, 30 degrees, let the razor do all the work. Yeah, those are, that's like my tip every week, but um, in every video. But you really have to give your face uh, some time to adapt I think there's also a little bit of muscle memory involved because, as you pointed out, coming from a cartridge razor, it's a different kind of pressure and shaving stroke. Uh, and uh, a lot of uh, 
cartridge razor users come over to the traditional wet shave with the double-edged safety razor and they're pressing too hard. You don't have to. And it's not because they're not because they don't know. It's just, I think it's just that muscle memory. They're just used to that pressure. So um, I think that's something else that uh, is a helpful tip. Just lighten up on the touch, let your face adapt, make sure you do the, the groundwork, do all the proper preparation. And pretty soon after a while, you find it becomes second nature. You really start enjoying the process. You start enjoying uh, building a lather. Uh, do I love the face lather. And you just, I mean, it's just, this morning I had a great shave. I mean, I took my brush and just running it in that soap puck and just swirling it and swirling it. And it's got that hot water that was just there. And then now that I've got the brush loaded, now I'm going to do a face lather. And you would think that, oh my gosh, this is too time consuming. What a drudge this, you know, this is drudgery. It's not, it's just a wonderful process. And you can, the, the shaving brush, you can, you can feel it lift the beard and the whisker and, and really get the, 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 the whisker and the skin prepared for that shave. Now, uh, this morning, I kind of broke my, my rule of thumb, my, <laughs> my shaving tip, in that I went straight to the shaving soap. It's only because I was doing a review of a, of a new shaving soap that I have, and I just wanted to show performance of it without the benefit of a pre-shave soap or pre-shave oil. Uh, down the road, I'll probably go ahead and use a pre-shave soap. I love the cube. Love the cube. Uh, I think it's... Uh, yeah, that, that's, really that's for me. I was saying, I've said it in previous episodes, I've I found the the cube for the pre-shave just an absolute game changer. Um, yes. I, I no longer use um, shaving oil. One, because I think it just clogs up the razor, but two, um, yeah, it, it, it just uh, feels so much better. I, I think if I had to buy the cube again, though, I think I made the mistake of getting the mentholated. I think I should have got the uh, unmentholated version. Um, I made a mistake when I first bought it and put too much on, and you can guess that. Right. That was a bit of a disaster. <laughs> Right. Well, yeah, you know, you can um, I, really, to be honest with you, uh, just listening to Douglas Smythe talk about the product. Yeah. When I originally introduced it on the channel, I think I was using it improperly as well. I was, I was uh, wetting my face and just, you know, just rubbing my face with it. And okay, now let's go to lather it. No, you're supposed to uh, use it as a, as a wash. You're washing all the, the excess oil and grease off of your skin using it. Then after you do that rinse, then you apply it to kind of boost your shaving soap a little bit. And I think it's the action of, of getting that, um, that oil and that grease off of your face that actually helps to lift the beard and lift the whisker a little bit. Uh, at least that's been my experience with it. And there are some shaving oils that I am not averse to at all. I like shaving oils. I know the BAD shaving oil uh, before, after, and during from Global Shave Clubs International that's been great because of the combination of oils, it actually helps to lift the whisker and really just kind of let it stand up and get it prepared for the, uh, the shaving soap. Um, yeah, I uh, just love, love, love the process. And uh, so, yeah, I, I think that uh, getting back to your question about shaving tips, generally speaking, just do the proper prep, make sure you're using a light touch. And if you're a beginner, give your skin time to adapt to the whole process and the shaves get better and better. Also, the other tip I could, uh, that I would give any beginner is to use short strokes when you're shaving with the, with the razor. 
uh, just make sure you're using two inch strokes, light touch, and uh, just try to, try to focus in on the process because at first, if you're not really paying attention, that's when uh, you can slip up a little bit and get a little bit of a nick. And it's not really the fault of the razor. It's usually operator error. At least it has been in my case where I've accidentally nicked myself. You know, I just wasn't in the moment, especially for, for head shaves. Uh, maybe I turned my razor up a little too aggressively and, you know, I like a mild shave, especially when I'm doing a, a head shave. Uh, but on top, where my where my skin is thinner at the top of my scalp, I have to be a little more, a little more careful and a little bit more in the moment. And there are a couple of videos where you know I I've shown the aftermath of having a pretty good <laughs> a, a, a pretty good uh, nick there because I was going too aggressive with the razor, thinking, oh, I can do this. And, and uh, no, you can't. <laughs> and not really paying attention and being in the moment. So, you know, that, that sort of thing. And, and maybe not, maybe uh, shaving over an area that I had just shaved that didn't have that extra uh, lather protection. That's the other thing. Once you shave an area, move on. Don't go back uh, to that area that's just been shaved. Get that in your second pass. Make sure that there's lather and protection there. Protection there. That's, that's great tips. Also, I think of, um, it just comes down to trial and error. Just um, I, I was would say to someone like buy like a few various blades and just just try these different blades. And you know, we always say in this community, your mileage may vary. Yeah, just see see which like blades as well um, work for you, really. Yes. Yes. What was the question, please? Well, it's really a sort of question, but I was just saying that I think um, it's all about like trial and error at the end of the day, um, particularly with things like like your blade choices. So I would say to someone who was getting started, try various blades, you know, uh, maybe try five different types, see how you get on, because, you know, at the end of the day, your mileage may vary. Yes, that that's correct. Uh, uh, I always tell uh, beginners and others, when I was a beginner, told me, get a blade sampler. Buy a blade sampler for about 20 bucks or 25 bucks, and go through those and make note of which uh, blade gave you a, a, a good shave and which were maybe a little too uh, disagreeable with your skin. Um, but yeah, and I, I have found when it comes to razor blades, I have found that I love uh, the coated blades. I love the blades that are Teflon coated, that are platinum coated, chromium coated. I like these, I like those blades. The blades that are, are just labeled as stainless steel, I find have a, a little more, a little more edge to them. Those blades I'll use um, sometimes when I have maybe uh, two or three days worth of beard growth and I want to knock it down and I want to have a little more blade feel. Maybe I'm using a really, really mild razor and I want to have a blade that has a little more blade feel. I'll use a blade like that in those kinds of razors. But for the most part, uh, boy, I like the Astras because they're platinum coated, like the Derbies. I like this new one that I got, the Super Iridium. Those are those are fantastic. Those are really really good. And of course, everyone wants to know: Is it like the Paul Silver? Is like well, you know what? I tell you, I got to do a side by side comparison of them, comparison of them, and I'm kind of formulating how I'm going to do that. And I think I, I think I figured out how to go about it. I'm not entirely sure, but I tell you. They're, <laughs> I don't want to commit one way or another, but man, they are, for me, for me, again, your miles may vary. For me, they have been a great play. I just used it. I used it this morning. Well, I'll tell you what I, I tell you what I, I shaved with this morning. I shaved with 
uh, uh, Spearhead Shaving Company's Seaforth Spiced, which is an absolutely wonderful tallow-based shave soap. And the scent is so beautiful. Um, and I used my Edwin Jagger uh, barley-handled razor. And I used that super iridium blade in there. And I, I got a beautiful two-pass BBS shave with two days' worth of beard growth. It was absolutely remarkable. And it's that kind of, and you know, no nicks, no cuts, no irritation. And it's that kind of result that gets me excited about the traditional wet shave to tell other people about it. I mean, I never said to one, um, like, just don't chase that BBS shave. But if you've got like a blades that are giving you that, yeah, that's, that's fantastic. I normally get that with like um, Gillette Massets or this one I found recently um, called Viking Sword. I'm not sure who makes them, um, but yeah. Uh, similar to like the, the blades you mentioned, just, just had to start like, you know, a fantastic shave with them. Yes, yes, yes. They've been great. I mean, and, and this is what's this is what has attracted me to it. Here's here's the ironic thing. Let me back up a little bit. This is this is the irony in it all. When I when I found my father's safety razor and I was looking at having to spend another 80 or 100 dollars on an electric razor, I thought, you know what? If I if if I just get uh, uh, if I get some blades and I get a good shaving soap and a brush and use dad's razor, um, you know, look at all the money I have, I will have saved. Well, <laughs> it, it didn't work out that way. I mean, uh, you know, I think I've spent far more, uh, on what shaving gear, but it has been, uh, is paid bigger dividends for me. It's been far more enjoyable. There is, it, it's taken the drudgery out of the morning shave uh, and it's, it's made it more of an adventure because you can combine different blades with different razors and you can use a different shave soap with a different brush and you can use a different aftershave splash. And it, that, is, that is so remarkable and wonderful. I just absolutely love the process because um, there are so many options there and you can tailor it in any way you want to. And uh, that's what's so, that's what's so appealing. Uh, that's what's made it so appealing to me. Plus through uh, Phoenix shaving and Douglas Smythe uh, I've learned, and also Matt Pisarsik who, who, ha who has, um, what's his channel again, executive? Well, no, it's Razor Emporium. Yeah, yeah. The two of them have just uh, given uh, so much history about the wet shave, the products that were available, um, uh, bringing some of these products back, uh, talking about the processes of manufacturing and, uh, and just the entire overall history of it. That's been fascinating. Uh, you know, I'm sure that uh, anybody who is just becoming um, involved in, in the wet shave, if you go to Phoenix Shaving and just look at any of their products there, their brushes or their razors, that sort of thing. You'll get a history of the traditional wet shave. If you go to Razor Emporium, uh, Matt Pisarsik probably gives the best history of the Gillette razor anywhere on, on YouTube that, I, that I've seen. I mean, he just really breaks it all down. And it's, fast, it's just fascinating. And to think that I have my father's razor from about 1957, and it still works, that's... That's, a, that's really, really amazing. And uh, so, you know, there is that, 
there's that, that the historical tie to the whole process as well that I find very, very um, uh, entertaining and informative. Absolutely, and they're just, um, I just love looking at them. They, they are really are like uh, the, the, the old-fashioned um, manufacturing process. Um, it's nothing like um, today's stuff. I know like loads and loads of pages have been replicated on like, you know, um, the fat board, super tip, uh, et cetera. Um, but yeah, you can't, you can't beat those classics. Yeah, they, they really are. And that's, well, you know what, that's the other thing too, I, that I tell a lot of beginners, because when they're asking for uh, razor recommendations, of course, you know, I throw out the, I, I, I mention uh, the Vikings blade chieftain and the chieftain junior and Edwin Jagger and uh, the H, the 34 HD, the, the 34 C, the Mercur HD 34 C, which is probably one of the better beginner razors out there. Um, and I don't know, um, I don't know if you've noticed this, but whenever I go up to Amazon and I come across the, um, the HD 34C listing, I'll, I'll look at the reviews and it, it appears that a lot of military personnel here in the States love that razor because they save, they, they're saving money, obviously, because they don't have to buy the, the expensive cartridges over and over and over again. But the, the razor is mild enough to where they're not nicking themselves or cutting themselves. And they are uh, clean shaven and meet regulations uh, for, for being clean shaven. And they just love that razor. And uh, so that's one that, uh, another one I recommend, but I always recommend getting a Gillette Tech or a Gillette Super Speed, one of these vintage razors, because these razors just give great shaves. They just, and, and it's like, as I say, they're 60, 70 years old and they continue to give great shaves. So, um, yeah, I've got some Gillette Techs that are just wonderful. They just, I mean, it's just amazing. And you know what? Again, this goes back to um, just the wet shaving community. I think I saw on one of the forums, somebody, I was having a discussion with somebody and they said, you know what? I've got a, a fat handled Gillette Tech, be willing to sell it to, to you, you know, and I think maybe, maybe 15, 20 bucks, something like that. And I'm thinking, wow, wow that was, bargain. yeah, right. Exactly. And, and, and the, the whole idea was, you know, just, you know, let me get a little bit something back for it, but you know, just, I want you to have it. I want you to experience it. And I'm kind of in that mode too, right now, you know, I want you, you want to pay forward to the other people who are coming along with it and you want to share with them what you've learned through, through shaving gear, shaving soaps, that sort of thing. We've talked a lot more about um, sort of like uh, the hardware side of things, but like software. Um, is there anything currently like, like soaps at the moment that you, you just can't get enough of? Um, you know, I, I, I am just, I'm so taken with the uh, Phoenix shaving uh, shave soap line. I am really, really, um, I'm really, I'm really liking their shaving soaps. I really am. Now this, this Seaforth Spice that I used this morning, <laughs> that, that was great too. That was really, really great. And I'm going to definitely use that one again. That was really a terrific shave. But uh, I just think that um, uh, the Phoenix shaving, uh, the variety of scents that I have are just wonderful. Uh, and it gives me a different kind of experience every single day that, you know, I use them and they make great lathers. I'm using the formula CK6, which is just a lather monster, 
but I'm also using CK1, which does a great, great job. And the post-shave feel of that soap is, is fantastic. And I guess through Phoenix Shaving, which is why I like to talk about them a little more, because um, again, I go back to their product page and they lay out this history of tallow and how tallow was this big benchmark. Um, and Douglas goes about explaining the history of beef tallow and shaving soaps and, and that sort of thing. And you learn about this. And then you start to realize that, okay, there are not only Phoenix shaving, but there are other shave soaps out there that are not tallow based that make these incredible, incredible lathers. So, um, yeah, I think that um, that for me that was kind of a big awakening because I think I was I think I was one of those guys early on that said you know tallow 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 tabak for me was a game changer. Tabak was a great soap, the tallow based soap. It's a wonderful soap. I love tabak, and I and I, I used to think to myself, you know what, tabak is not really going to be topped. And then viewers were telling me, Mark, you got to try some artisan shaving soaps. You got to try them, and they recommended Sterling shave soaps. So I got a couple of those and those are tallow-based shave soaps. And I thought, wow, <laughs> now that really takes me to the next level. And then um, I'm thinking, wow, that's, you know, I've reached the peak, right? And then I discovered Phoenix Shaving. And uh, I don't know, I can't remember how I came across uh, their page. And uh, the first shave soap I used from them was Future Fiction. Now, the, I think the reason why Future Fiction was so appealing to me was because of the cartoon artwork on, on, oh, on the, the label. Yeah, what, pardon me? The, the robot on the front cover. Yes, it's got yeah. the Flash Gordon, Buck Rogers kind of look to it. Uh, you know, I love that kind of thing because if you've ever seen the Fleischer Brothers Superman animated uh, movie series, it's got that kind of vibe to it. It's got that Sunday yeah. comics. Flash Gordon, you know, that's the kind of stuff I, I loved when I was a kid. And then when you open it up, you get this beautiful scent. And then you shave with it and you realize, wow, that's a really good tallow base. No, it's not tallow based. Oh, my gosh. There's no tallow in this. That's that's now all of a sudden. No, wait a minute. I'm not at the top of the mountain. There is more there. And uh, uh, that's been that was really uh, another awakening in the process. And uh, that's what's so great about it. There are so many great products out there and, and uh, you can go in any kind of direction you want to. You don't have to uh, um, just stay in one lane, so to speak. You can, you can go in a lot of different directions and you have to, I think at times you, you just, you know, it's just a good thing to try to get out of, again, just, you know, get out of your lane and try something a little bit different. And, uh, You'll, you'll be surprised. Yeah. I mean, um, yeah, you guys are really lucky in the States with um, um, PAA and Sterling. Um, we only get a limited um, products over here in the UK. For example, there's one vendor here we, that does a lot of... Um, so for Sterling, I've only really tried the samples. So there's one vendor over here that sells loads of them. So I've tried like Piacenza. Um, right, right. I think it's Executive Man. Uh, and yes. a few others. I think there's a black cherry one that was lovely. Really enjoyed that one. Um, same, same with PAA. We only get like limited um, soaps. Like I think we've got Future Fictions, Gondolier, um, I think Cavendish. The only one I've tried is Future Fictions, which, yeah, that, that really is a lather monster with, um, with that formula. Um, yeah, I, I, it, love, it really I, I love is. that one. 
Yeah, yeah it really is. I think Mantic 59 coined the phrase that the lather explodes off the brush. And that's very accurate. I mean, that's not an exaggeration. It just, I've been shaving with uh, future uh, with CK6. And uh, there's got, there's at least one video there where I'm, I'm shaving it and the lather is building up on the brush while I'm doing the face lather so much. It actually just, it, it actually uh, just explodes off the brush and ends up on my shoulder. And I'm like, well, how did that happen? Because there's, because it's generating so much lather and it's just, <laughs> it's just, you know, it's great. It's just, a, it's just, uh, um, uh, you know, it did, yeah, you know, I kind of wiped it off and eh, well, what are you going to do? But that's just the nature of, of that soap. It just does a great job in building these wonderful lathers. And there's a lot of great soaps out there. Even the stuff that is more commercially available around the world, like Parasso and Tabak. And I don't know if you've ever tried Omega Shave Soap. Uh, viewer I've never named tried Jay that one. Have you? Have you? No, uh, I haven't tried that one. Oh, well, a viewer named J. Michael Hines sent it to me because over here it's like 10 bucks and they give you about five ounces and it's a non-tallow based soap. And I used it and I was like, I was just so surprised by it. Wow, that's a great shaving soap. Um, but, you know, it, it's, it's, again, I go back to this idea that there is so much available. Why aren't you doing the traditional wet shave? I mean, I always ask, not always, but in a lot of my videos, why aren't you doing it? You'll, you'll find a razor, a blade, a brush that suits your budget, your skin type, your beard type. And that's very true. You'll find something. You don't have to buy, you know, the most expensive thing out there. You can find something that suits your budget and um, uh, your skin and beard type and really, you know, get you on the road to the traditional wet shave. And later on down the road, uh, as you, as you uh, experience the enjoyment of it, then you can kind of go into some other directions and get that artisan soap that costs a few bucks more, but is worth it. And get that razor that's a little more expensive, but worth it. And the other great thing is, David, and maybe you found this to be true also, um, family now no longer has a shortage of, what are we going to get Uncle Mark? You know, <laughs> they know what they're going to get Uncle Mark. They're going to get Uncle Mark a shaving brush. Or they're going to get Uncle Mark a shaving soap. Or, that's you know, so true. Yeah. yeah. Or they're going to get... Well, they're going to get Uncle Mark something for his YouTube channel because he does those shaving videos, you know, th that kind of thing. Yeah. That is so true. I remember last Christmas, um, yeah, opening Christmas Day, and it was just literally just like shaving gear. I think I got like uh, this, like this uh, big, like Proasso gift box. Um, right. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that was just such an awesome Christmas present. Yeah, it, 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 it really is. My nephew uh, and his wife and kids gave me a, uh, a shaving kit from, uh, I, can't, I, can't remember, <laughs> I can't remember the brand name now, but it was really good. And the razor, it came with a razor brush, soap, and an aftershave balm. And it was great. And it came in a wooden box. I did a review on it. it came in a wooden box and it was absolutely fantastic. And uh yeah, it just and you know it's something where you, when you when you look at it, and I I pull it out and 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 shave with it, you know I connect that immediately to family, and I think that's the other the the other thing that the traditional wet shave has it has these these familiar family connections to it, um, you know my razor my 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 late father's Gillette uh, Super Speed, that's my connection to my dad. That's very very important. And I also have a razor that was in his kit 
that goes back to the early 1920s. It's probably 100 years old. It's a Gillette old type. And I'm assuming, because it was in my father's shaving gear, I'm assuming it belonged to my grandfather. And, you know, there's that other connection. And if that's, if, if my assumption is correct, then I have a connection to my, my grandfather. Uh, and, you know, that's really kind of neat. Can I, tell you, can I tell you a quick story? Oh, please do. Um, at the time I was looking for, uh, and this is kind of like full circle, what goes around comes around, kind of like good karma kind of a thing. When I was uh, looking for a Gillette Fat Boy, I happened to go up on uh, Craigslist. Uh, are you familiar with Craigslist over there? Uh, yeah, yeah. Okay, okay, okay. I'm, I'm not, you know, I'm not sure how expansive it is, but yeah, it is global now that I think about it. Anyhow, I went up to Craigslist and I found a listing for uh, a Gillette Fat Boy in its original case. I saw the picture and it was in mint condition. And the gentleman wanted $35 for it. And he was in Toledo, Ohio, which is probably a couple of hour drive for me. So I could have easily driven over there to get it. So uh, I called him up and I wanted some information regarding the razor. And he said it had belonged to his father and it hadn't been used in a number of years. And, you know, I'm not going to use it. So I thought, well, you know what? I could give him 35 bucks for it and take it away from him. Uh, or I could tell him it's real worth and value and explain the connection to his father that that razor represents. And I chose the latter, not the former, because I don't want to rob someone of that family connection through a, a safety razor, through the traditional white shave. So I explained to him, first of all, you know, $35 is far too low for that razor. That's a $250 purchase easily. However, do you have a son? He said, yes, I have a son, uh, just a, a preteen age, probably uh, 11, 12 years of age. I said, well, you know what? Hang on to that razor because uh, that's his grandfather's razor. And, uh, you know, the traditional wet shave is coming back with a great deal of popularity if your son decide when your son becomes of age where he has to shave, he'll have his grandfather's razor. And not only is his grandfather's razor, but he'll have one of the top uh, sought after safety razors, adjustable safety razors out there right now. And I said, it's very important that you hang on to it. Do not sell this thing. You know, and, and this gentleman said, well, I, I'm not going to shave with it. I said, well, you know, that's okay. You know, if you're not going to shave with it, you like using a cartridge or whatever you use, that's fine. But hang on to it for your son. Let Give him the opportunity of making the choice of whether or not he wants to use grandfather, his grandfather's razor. And I'm willing to bet that, you know, he'll probably, you know, years from now, if he hangs on to it and he goes down that path of the traditional wet shave, he'll be so happy to have that razor that you didn't sell it. And uh, that's the way I feel. I, I just feel that connection to my father when I use that razor. Uh, just having the razor, I feel the connection to him because I remember him using it when I was a little boy. And, uh, you know, I, I don't know if this gentleman ever sold it. I didn't buy it from him. And I thought, you know, sometime down the road, you know, I'll get a fat boy. Sometimes it'll happen. I'll get a fat boy. And here, out of the blue, Jim from Northfield sends me 
a beautiful uh, fat boy adjustable razor. So I think it's, you know, it's karma. I think had I, I think had I not been honest with him and had, and had purchased that razor from him for $35 and robbed him and his son of those great memories down the road, I think it would have been something else disastrous <laughs> would have happened to me. I, I honestly do believe that. So, um, yeah, I, I, I just think that uh, that's you know, the other thing, the other component of the traditional wet shave that many of us have. We have these, uh, we've, we have found uh, a vintage razor from an, uh, an uncle, a grandfather, a father, uh, an older brother, whatever it is that they have used. And, uh, you know, it has that really, really special meaning. And the fact that these razors work and continue to work after, you know, 60, 50, 70 years, all the more special, all the more special. Well, that's, that's, a, that's a really nice story. And I'm, I'm glad you actually did uh, get that razor in the end. Um, I, I totally get the, the family connection thing. My, my granddad, um, sadly, no longer here. Uh, God, I think he passed away, God, I think about 10 years ago now. But um, I, I remember he had this thing with Old Spice. And uh, I think now the wet shave, um, I was just like... Um, as aftershave, always the 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 old spice he he used. Um, right. I don't think he used like a double edged razor. Maybe he did back in the day before like uh, Gillette started in the seventies and started out churning out cartridge razors. But um, the old spice connection for me is always linked to my granddad. Yeah, yeah, you know the the, the those scents uh, tie us to uh, uh, people and. Uh, past times, you know, I'm always, this kind of sounds kind of corny, uh, you know, but uh, when I was a kid, I saw a movie called the parent trap with uh, Haley Mills. And there's a scene where, where she, she plays two parts. She plays twin sisters, but anyhow, uh, an old classic Disney movie, but anyhow, there's this one scene where she's hugging her grandfather and she's just getting really close to close to him and inhaling, you know, inhaling near him. And he says, what are you doing? And she says, I'm, I'm making a memory. And I'll, I never forgot that because, you know, these scents trigger these memories. They trigger things from our, our childhood, from our, from our family life, from uh, uh, relationships with friends and, and that sort of thing. So, yeah, I, you know, I totally understand the old spice thing. And, I, and that is, I think that is another common thread within the wet shaving community that they come across, uh, a wet shaver will come across a, um, uh, an aftershave splash and uh, they'll use it and, and uh, immediately be transported back to the day when their father or their grandfather used it. Oh, I remember my grandfather using this when I was a little kid. Oh, wow, this, what a great scent and I get to use it now. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely, David. Yeah, it's another uh, bonus for wet shaving. Um, God, there's so many positive sweat shaving. So if there's uh, anyone listening to this and not a weight shaver, please, please try it. Yeah, I agree. Give it a try. You, you, you just, it's just amazing. Give it some time. Give it a try. Uh, really, um, you know, and look and look up a lot of the history and 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 get over to uh, to online stores like Phoenix Shaving and some of these others where they do have the history of it and check out Matt Pasarsik's channel. And uh, some of the others that are out there that give this really, really great history of the of of wet shaving gear and and how it all came about. It's just it's really fascinating. It really is. Absolutely. So, um, when you're not creating content on YouTube and drawing, um, what's your hobbies and interests? 
Uh, this is it. Uh, <laughs> I like to. I like to read. Uh, I like to read, and I often don't get a lot of time to read, but um, I I really enjoy reading, and um, that's probably the other thing that uh, I I count as one of my pastimes. But uh, no, uh, drawing and uh, doing the video, uh, and shooting video, and experimenting with video, and trying different techniques when I'm drawing, and and that sort of thing. That's really what takes up a lot of my time. Um, I don't have any other kind of pursuits that I can point to. I mean, if I do, uh, they don't come to mind. Uh, but um, no, this is this has really been uh, this has really been very very satisfying to me. And um, I find myself um, uh, shooting so much video sometimes that after I uh, place it on my computer's hard drive, I'll come back to it and think, "Oh my gosh, I I shot that two weeks ago. I haven't edited it. Oh my gosh, I got to take care of that." It's it's been that kind of process for me. It's been um, it, I've learned so much from uh, the YouTube channel and just just um, just sitting down and doing it. And I think the other thing that's great about the uh, a wet shaving community is not only are they very generous, but they're very polite and they're very forgiving. Um, they, uh, very, very, very few trolls, uh, within the wet, I would say no trolls at all. I would say people outside of the wet shaving community are the ones that come to your channel and, and troll and, uh, hurl insults, that sort of thing. But I know I've made some mistakes, uh, when I've, uh, posted a video and they will very politely in the comments saying, you know, haha, Mark, you know, um, <laughs> you know, uh, well, here, I'll give you an example. Um. I posted a video and I thought, wow, that's taking a long time to process. Usually it processes in, you know, maybe 15 minutes or something like that. And it took a little bit longer. So I ended up uploading it. And, and at the end, at the, at the, as the video wrapped up, uh, it turns out that there was another five or six, seven minutes of me cleaning up the bathroom, you know, <laughs> mopping up and looking around and somebody posted, wow, Mark, that's a really nice inside look of what you do after the shave. And I thought, oh my gosh. And he was saying it very jokingly. So I had to go up there and I had to, uh, you know, get rid of that last little bit there. It was a bit embarrassing, but, um, you know, it's not like they were, uh, you know, pointing their finger and making fun at me. Oh, you're, you're a dummy for doing that. No, not at all. They were just, you know, they were amused by it. And again, um, So, uh, sorry about that, guys. Um, we got cut off. I think I had a problem on my end, but now we're back. So, um, Mark's going to explain uh, one of his uh, uh, YouTube experiences. Oh, well, my, my point was, is not only the wet shaving community very, very generous, but they're also very, very forgiving uh, in that um, uh, they'll overlook any of the errors that I have in any of my videos. And one glaring uh, error was, the fact that uh, I uploaded this video that had uh, an extended ending to it. I thought that I had edited that out. The camera was rolling and uh, there was an extra five or six minutes of me cleaning up uh, <laughs> my shaving area. And somebody commented on that, you know, amusingly and jokingly, hey, Mark, we gotta get to see a little behind the scenes there. And I thought, oh my gosh, how embarrassing is that? And uh, 
So yeah, not only are they are they very um, generous, but they're very forgiving. And I like to refer to uh, the wet shaving community as being a great, great group of gentlemen. I think that there is some sort of, um, there, there's a gentlemanly aspect to it. Uh, there's a polite aspect to it. I don't know what it is. And I was posing the question to you before we got cut out. Have you found the same to be uh, true? That, that uh, I, I have found that, that uh, those who um, carry on the tradition of the traditional wet shave, uh, there seems to be a politeness, a gentlemanly attitude there, uh, a, a, a more, um, a, a little more refinement. Um, uh, have you have you found that to be true? I have found that to be true on my end. Um, um, I agree. Um, I'll go back to the thing you said about uh, the troll thing. Uh, I think you've got that spot on. Um, like for example, I'm, uh, I'm in a Facebook community. Um, it's for UK wet shavers. Um, I couldn't say a bad word about anyone. Um, I know social media today gets um, there's, there's so many like negativity involved and um, all sorts. Um, but this community, yeah, online um, and what you're saying about your YouTube comments, um, saying you've got the best audience. Um, yeah, I probably I I'll probably agree with you there. Yeah, um, yeah. There, there, there's something there's something there, and and. Uh... Yeah, I know that uh, there's there's other subject matter out there that uh, can be rather uh, eh, negative, toxic, controversial, that sort of thing. And you know, I'm here to talk about the traditional wet shave, and other people are 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 willing to talk about that too. And I know that there are uh, there are differences uh, regarding uh, different soaps, different razors, but it's never a confrontational kind of difference. It's a it's a well, uh, you're using that. I really haven't used it. It's not really, not really giving me the same result, but tell me a little more. Tell me a little bit more about it. How can I change my experience with it to a more positive experience? Um, you know, it's that sort of thing. You know, I had a comment this morning before we, we got together. I did a review of the Green Ray Shaving Brush from Phoenix Shaving. And I just, I love the brush. I think it's uh, just, it's very soft, very badger-like. It's a synthetic brush, but it, it's just has a natural feel to it. And um, I gave it a great review. And uh, a viewer said, you know, um, it's, it's just too stiff for me. It looks great on the shelf and that's where it's gonna be. It's, it looks too stiff for me. It, it just, it's just a little too stiff for me. Um, and it wasn't, but his comment wasn't, oh, Mark, you're wrong. This thing, this thing is a terrible brush. It's like, well, hey, it's not really quite working for me. I like the brush not quite working for me. And my response was, you know, I'm surprised by that. I found it to be very soft. Well, you know, maybe try it in a week or two, see what happens. See what. So there's that, there's a definite give and take in the community. There isn't anything, uh, you know, no one's out there to try to say you're right and I'm wrong. It's all this, your mileage may vary, but I think that there is this, this underlying current of being a gentleman. That's what I have detected from it. And it's refreshing. It's refreshing that that, that is coming through. And I like that. I really do. So when I do my channel, yeah, I'm going to talk about my cartoons every once in a while and kind of um, place that in there. But for the most part, I'm here to talk about the traditional wet shave. And that's what people want to hear about. I'm not going to worry about that other, uh, that, that other stuff that's out there. This is what we're here to talk about and experience. And really, that's enough. I mean, that's, there's so much there to talk about what you, you know, why get off track? It's just going to, it's, 
it's it's you're here to talk about the traditional wet shave is what I'm saying, and that's what I enjoy. But again, just through the process, I've met a lot of great gentlemen. Hundred um, percent. I mean, I've I've made friends online from the past year, um, predominantly from 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 here in the UK, and um, yeah, they're just, they're just all like decent guys, really. Um, I really couldn't say a bad word, and and you know, just so generous as well. Um, so this is a really, really important um, question. I always ask every guest that comes on. Um, so, Mark, what would be your dream wet shaving setup? If you're in your shaving den, what hardware and software would you pick up? Would you go on a spending spree and go high end? Or would you reach down into the bargain bin? Uh, no, I definitely, you know, I can, I can answer that quite honestly, because I did recently go high end. <laughs> I really <laughs> did. I mean, I, I bought the uh, Copper Ascension razor from Phoenix Shaving. And it's been an absolute delight. Um, I also have the Emperor adjustable razor and the Crusader adjustable razor from Vikings Blade. Uh, absolutely fantastic. Um, just love those razors. So I did go. I did go high end. And uh, if I um, and I and I can say this. I can say this. Um, just having done it firsthand, that I am uh, when I'm buying. A, shaving soap, I'm buying everything across the board. I'm buying the soap, the aftershave and the balm if they're available. And, uh, you know, I'm trying not to skimp on that. I know that um, viewers have asked me uh, or recommended me, suggested to me uh, to use a little more CK1 formula from Phoenix Shaving because I constantly use CK6 and they'd like to see the contrast between the two products. So yeah, I've, I've, I've purchased that, but when I purchase the soap, I purchase the aftershave, I purchase the balm. I do that with Sterling as well. And um, that's kind of kind of where I am. I when it comes to razors, yeah, I kind of like to I like to kind of go high end. I know that there are other wet shavers out there who feel that you can get a great shave from a, a $15 safety razor. And you can, you can. And I and I address that on the Monday morning mailbag. And I think the big difference between and, and, and let, me, let me ask this of you as well, David, maybe, maybe, maybe you share the same opinion. Um, I think the difference between a, uh, say a, a 12 or $15 bargain razor and something that is uh, 50, 60, $70 and up is just uh, quality control and consistency. Whereas you buy a $12 razor, I buy a $12 razor, you're getting a great shave. Mine is uh, maybe not so good. But if you buy the $75 razor and I buy the $75 razor, the quality control is spot on for each razor. Yeah, 100%. So for example, um, that's a, that a good point. Um, I recently bought, uh, it was some bronze looking razor from AliExpress. So it's come all the way from China. Um, I've got it, it looks, yeah, beautiful razor for, yeah, 12 bucks, I think it was. Yeah. Um, I don't know. There was like a small chip, so you, you can tell yeah. that's being rushed through quality control. Whereas you know, right. if you've got something high end, you're not you're not going to have that, are you? You're not right. You're not going to have that. As a matter of fact, I bought the Rex Ambassador from um, uh, Razor Emporium. Not the Rex Ambassador, the Rex Envoy. I have Rex and <laughs> Rex Ambassador just flows off the tongue a little more uh, easily. <laughs> but I bought the Rex Envoy, a three-piece razor, stainless steel. And, um, you know, you can see, you can really see the quality in it. And it is a high-end razor. And 
you can see that there was a lot of care in manufacturing. The same thing with the Ascension razors from Phoenix Shaving. Same thing with the Vikings Blade adjustable razors. There's a lot of quality control there, a lot of care, a lot of inspection. As a matter of fact, I think Vikings Blade dedicates a page on uh, either their product page on Amazon or their website where they talk about um, their quality control and what they go through to make sure that the razor, uh, you know, before it leaves their facility that it goes through a series of checks and the inspection process and that sort of thing. And that's, uh, you know, very reassuring um, because, you know, uh, 50, 60, $70 is, is a lot of money to a lot of people. And you want to have a razor that is going to last a lifetime. And you want to have a razor that hopefully uh, as I've got, as I have, uh, as I have inherited my father's razor, I would think that my heirs will inherit some of these razors and, um, and they're going to last a couple of lifetimes. Uh, so, yeah, I think that if I go on a spending spree, I'm definitely going to go, uh, you know, and I have, I, <laughs> I recently, I recently did. I mean, I just said, you know what, I'm going to do it. Um, I, I, I had the $50 rule, believe it or not, in my head, I'm not going to spend more than 50 US American dollars on a razor. I'm not going to do it. And you know what? I have broken that rule many, many times to a great deal of satisfaction. It, it just, the razors are just wonderful. And um, yeah, I'm glad I have I'm glad I have all of them. They're they just been they just been great. They really have been. I mean and again, again, I'm sorry, go ahead. Oh uh, sorry, I was gonna say I say you you got like your razor, but would you go for like um Moving on to like uh, the soap and brush for your like your dream setup. I mean, again, I know it's going to be high end. I mean, what high end stuff would you pick there? Uh, I wouldn't pick a high end um, uh, brush at all because um, uh, everyone would want to get a, a silver tip badger brush. Uh, and those can be, uh, gosh, those Simpson brushes, what are they? About $250? Or um, what is it that in, what is that in, in British pounds? I don't know uh, what that is. I don't either, to be honest, but I don't think there's a lot in it nowadays. <laughs> yeah, it's it's but but they but they are very very expensive uh, expensive uh, brushes, and uh, really, I think this is one area of the traditional wet shave where you can get a great synthetic shaving brush for about twenty to twenty five dollars, maybe thirty dollars, right in that range, and not spend a lot of money. So as far as uh, soap go as far as shaving brushes go uh no i would stick with the synthetic brushes i think that they are absolutely wonderful i love the way uh they generate lather again i think it goes back to my experiences with a mid-range badger brush which were they did okay job um but um when i went to a synthetic brush it just opened up a whole new world of possibilities in creating the lather bore brushes are very good. They tend to be in the eighteen to twenty-five dollar range for a good bore brush, but I I just don't see myself buying a high-end uh, shave brush because I think uh, shaving brushes, for the most part, the synthetic shaving brushes are so affordably priced. Now, having said that, uh, I think that um, you know what? Let me just check. Am are you still there? I'm just. I just got off. I'm just, I'm just going to go up here and just take a look at um, Amazon here and see what the price on a Simpson. Yeah. See, look, Alexander Simpson Trafalgar synthetic shaving brush, the T3. 
it's now $35 uh, here in the States. And when I bought it, I bought it for about 18 or $20. And then it was another, well, another $20 to ship it to me because it wasn't available on Amazon. But I think they've seen how popular that brush is and they've upped the price a little bit. And, and um, you know, so I would think that if I was gonna go on a spending spree right now, that would be uh, a shaving brush that I would buy at $35. It's worth that price. You know, a little earlier when they first introduced it, they had it more moderate, moderately priced. But there are some great shaving brushes out there. I think all Phoenix shaving brushes are all 20 bucks across the board. And uh, every single brush, I have every single brush that they have released, and they are wonderful. Every single brush is great. So I wouldn't, I would, I don't have a need for a, a, a high end shaving brush. Uh, synthetics are just great. Now, as far as uh, shave soap, if I was going to go on a spending spree, it would be Martin DeCondre because I just had a viewer uh, contact me and he paid about $45 to $50 for two ounces of Martin DeCondre shave soap. And he raved about it. He said it was absolutely awesome. And I think I might have mentioned that in a previous Monday morning mailbag as well. I think maybe last week or the week before, I can't remember. But he loved, he absolutely raved about it. And um, he, he even seemed to believe that because it is such a hard soap, that two ounces are such a hard soap, that if he used it every single day, 365 days, it would last an entire year. So his reasoning is it's not that expensive because he's not going to burn through it uh, as quickly as maybe perhaps some other soaps. But I would say, yeah, if, if I, if I had the extra coin, yeah, I would try a Mar I would try Martin DeCondre and I still might, I still, <laughs> I think I might, I mean, he's got me really intrigued into, I'm, I'm sorry. I, my apologies to him because his, his name escapes me right now, but um, yeah, I was, you know, I, I have seen that. Haven't you seen that when you first get into the wet shave, you see a lot of these different things, but Martin DeCondre, for some reason, as I recall, came up very early on. In, when my wet shaving adventure started, and I remember thinking, my gosh, that's expensive for a shave soap. I'm going to go to the big box store and spend, you know, four bucks for a, a, a puck of shaving soap. And then you start to understand the value of, uh, uh, of a shave soap and artisan shave soaps and, and, and how, how wonderful they are and how, yeah, uh, you're going to spend a little bit more, more money from them, but boy, you're getting some really great, good ingredients in there that is that is very beneficial to the shave and to your skin and to your beard, that sort of thing. So that's the only thing I would get in the way of shave soap would be Martin DeCondre. Is that, did I pronounce that right, Martin? Am I recalling that correctly? Uh, my, my, my French is not brilliant, but I think it's Martin DeCondre. Okay. I, I think okay. I could be completely wrong. Okay, well, I, I, I apologize to everybody out there because I have been known to really butcher some names. I used to say Tabak as Tabak, and which, was, which was wrong. And someone said, it's not the actor Vic Tabak, it's Tabak. And they even sent me a little video of a Tabak commercial where they were pronouncing it correctly. And uh, yeah, I have, uh, and I think Voskhod, which is actually Wasad, uh, something like that. There was a big discussion on my channel on how to pronounce do you know what? You're, you're not the only one. I remember in my, yeah. I think the second episode, um, uh, Chris McDonald, who owns his own, is a small artisan here in the UK, bearskin and tunic, and he had um, 
bit embarrassing saying Scotland you have Loch Lomond. On my sheet of paper, I had written it as Loch Lomond. So I'm saying <laughs> it as Loch instead of Loch Lomond. And yeah. I, I, I felt a bit of an idiot really listening to that. Back. So don't worry, you're not the only yeah. one. <laughs> it, ha- it, it happens. It happens. Yeah, I, I Americanize all these all these different uh, uh, you know uh, different uh, foreign names. I know I've got some soaps. A, a viewer named Mike H very generously sent me four uh, uh, pucks of shave soap from around the world uh, because he had heard me say that viewers wanted me to feature some more international soaps. He said, hey, I got a mark, brand new. I'm sending them to you. My gosh, again, it's the generosity of the wet shaving community. So uh, I'll be uh, using those and butchering their names very shortly <laughs> in the future. <laughs> like I say, you're, you're, not, you're not the only one. Um, yeah. I've done it so many times on here. <laughs> but I was going to say, is, um, thanks for sh- uh, sharing your story, Mark. Um, it's been an absolute pleasure having you on. Um, you're always welcome anytime. Um, is there anything else you'd like to plug? And also, how can people how can people find you online? Okay, well, uh, I they can find me on my YouTube channel on uh, YouTube.com/slash Mark Zoradi, S-Z-O-R-A-D-Y. I also have a blog where I feature my comic strip George and other videos from my channel. That's at uh, George Tune T-O-O-N GeorgeTune.com/slash blog. Uh, they can also contact me at my email address that is tied to the Monday morning mailbag at uh, mondaymailbag at gmail.com, mondaymailbag at gmail.com. And um, I have a Twitter handle, which is at GeorgeToonBlog, where I uh, tweet out uh, different deals and specials and wet shaving that I come across, whether, whether it be from Amazon or other online sellers. Um, as a matter of fact, uh, Amazon Prime Day is a pretty big, pretty big, pretty big time for me to be tweeting. I tweeted out some some great deals this last time, and I got an Edwin Jagger Kelvin razor for like about eighteen bucks uh, on sale. It was I think it's ordinarily what about thirty thirty five bucks something like that. So that was a really good deal. But uh, yeah, and um, I have an Instagram account, but I really haven't used that too much. And I am on Facebook, facebook.com slash Mark Zarady. I got to get this. I got to update the content there as well. So, um, but that's how they can contact me. And uh, uh, I welcome their company and their comments, uh, as I always say in my videos. <laughs> Brilliant. Well, that's it uh, from Mark and I. Um, thanks for listening. And hopefully episode seven is just around the corner. If you'd like to come on the podcast, please let me know. You can contact you can contact me via Twitter and Instagram at Dispatch Shaver. Hope you enjoy the rest of your week, and most importantly, stay safe.